so ladies and gentlemen good evening thanks for uh, watching my show thanks for my dear guests uh, gentlemen dr. E Michael Jones and Frodi Midjord from Skanza forum um, gentlemen thanks for accepting my invitation and thanks for joining me tonight for uh, for debating uh, for commenting on, on this couple of issues that uh, intrigued me um, in these days. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, so, good, af good afternoon, I should say. Good afternoon in America. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's always morning in America. It's always morning. <laughs> um, I, uh, we discussed that we will uh, comment on the three different issues. And the first issue I, I wanted to uh, comment with you on is this tweet I, uh, I saw on, on Twitter. I hope uh, we, can, we can share it with, with audience. Uh, just a second. Just a second. Casey. Casey on Twitter. Casey on Twitter. I, I will just for a couple of moments I will I will get the full screen for, for the audience. I hope they can they can see it. Okay, Casey on Twitter. Uh, wrote this tweet. These are the Black Lives Matter arrested last night. Notice anything odd? And this tweet is basically uh, contents, I don't know, 15 pictures of, uh, <laughs> of uh, members of Black Lives Matter and none of them, not one member of Black Lives Matter members arrested is, is black. What's going on here, gentlemen? Isn't this really odd? Uh, uh, Perhaps uh, Dr. Jones uh, can no, comment it's, first. It, it's it's really not odd at all, because uh, what what I've been saying all along is that uh, the terms black and white are are fictions. Uh, Frody was uh, kind enough to invite me to Zagreb to, to debate that uh, that issue. And uh, we were supposed to have that debate in May. And since that time, uh, all of the events that have happened have simply confirmed what I was going to say back then in Zagreb, that the whole idea of, of race is, first of all, it's a category of the mind. It is not a category of reality the shape of your nose, the color of your skin, all this type of stuff, the, the kind of hair you have. These are categories of reality that get mobilized into a construct of the mind that is known as race. And then the concept of race gets mobilized uh, as a political weapon. So what I was saying is that uh, at, at, at the begin uh, at the, the original debate was that white was a construct of the mind. Well, now it becomes perfectly obvious that black is a construct of the mind as well, because you don't have to be black to be black. So what is what is going on here? I think if we look at the document that describes 
the uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, what we're saying, it's not black at all. Uh, the founders wrote a manifesto. It's on the Internet, or it was. Uh, and they talked about uh, homosexuality. They talked about gender ideology and all this type of stuff. I would, I would lump all of this type of stuff together and say what we're really talking about is the Jewish revolutionary spirit. Uh, that have, and as an American, I have a, a particular insight into this because for, for virtually the entire 20th century, the Jews had tried to mobilize the black people of the United States of America as the revolutionary avant-garde. For, for 70 years now, groups like the ADL, the NAACP, uh, which are Jewish organizations, have tried to create race war in the United States of America. Now, that Black-Jewish alliance reached its culmination with the civil rights movement. It collapsed in 1967, and then it was resurrected. And it was resurrected by a Jew by the name of George Soros. So what we're talking about here is basically the Jewish revolutionary spirit once again, trying to create race war in the United States by weaponizing categories like black and white, which are categories of the mind. Um, excuse me, Frodi. Uh, it, it shows that you... Ah, okay, you're okay now. Uh, it showed right. that you muted your microphone. Yeah, I just mute myself when I don't speak um, to not disturb the, the other person. But yeah, uh, obviously... Well, I don't agree that black and white races don't exist, but I'm not going to debate Dr. Jones on the topic um, that I've invited him to to debate in a future Scanza forum. Obviously, we had to postpone that debate because uh, the whole COVID situation prevented us from traveling to Zagreb. So we have to do it, and I hope uh, Dr. Jones agrees to do it after this whole debacle is <laughs> is over with COVID, uh, because I think many people are looking forward to it. I'm not going to debate the, the, the point uh, whether black people or white people exist or not. Black Lives Matter isn't uh, an organization that only includes black people, obviously. It's a, it's, a, it's a political trend. It's a political movement that is well-financed. It is a sort of a revolutionary movement in a, in a sense. But what I think is interesting is that obviously everyone on the pictures were white and they were kind of freaks, for a lack of better words. These are the people who are uh, mobilized in this movement because they don't fit in uh, in a normal society really and uh, they are supported by the mass media they're supported by the legal system they're supported by the state and they're supported by the academia intellectual academia the mainstream academia and still they identify as victims that is a uh, quite an hilarious combination if you just think of it because if you can see um, if you compare how they're treated compared to how right-wingers are treated when they uh, end up in a conflict with each other it's, it's there's the, the discrepancy is huge obviously so uh, yeah they see themselves as victims uh, and they are motivated by a sort of um, a ressentiment a sort of a, a a feeling of inferiority a violent anger that is motivated by a, a justified feeling of inferiority because they are really sort of 
bottom feeders, uh, I would say these kind of people, and they're mobilized as a as a battering ram against everything that's normal in society. Um, so yeah, the Antifa is that they're used by this movement, and and they're not treated when they are violent. The, the mass media encourages them to be violent against their political opponents. And we have to remember what terrorism means. What is terrorism? Terrorism is simply the use of violence uh, in, order to, uh, to, in order to intimidate your political opponents, in order to silence them. And that is the whole rationale behind movements like Black Lives Matter and the Antifa, they use violence, uh, they burn down stores, they, they create havoc in order to get their will. And that is accepted because, <laughs> because uh, they come from the left, but, but from the other side of the political spectrum, that would be seen as a terrorist organization and it would be shut down immediately. Uh, Frodi, is there anything similar yes. to, to what happen, uh, what happens in America? For example, in Slovenia, we have uh, some similarities to, to, to that situation in America. For you. We, have, uh, we have had uh, many demonstrations in, in, in Slovenia in 25 years um, or what so uh, uh, of our uh, independence. And it always uh, comes to the fact that the the most uh, passionate protesters against often or always uh, right wing so-called right wing governments are are people are, are children of privileged ex communist uh, functionaries, uh, for example. Is is there anything similar to that in in? in Scandinavia, in Sweden, in... Most definitely, yes. And uh, this is something that you have to keep in mind when this whole Black Lives Matter trend started, all the rioting and all the chaos and all the violence, is that it didn't just come, come out of nowhere. Because, first of all, they, of course, tried to start it with this uh, black, quote-unquote, jogger, uh, Ahmoud Arbery. Uh, that didn't work, so they kicked it off with this George Floyd character. Now, you have to ask yourself, George Floyd, a criminal who was restrained by the police, he died of a, a mix of factors, including a drug overdose, obviously. And why is that world news? In a normal situation, that is a common thing that happens, that a criminal dies of, of a lot of factors, including drug overdue, uh, over, overdose. Uh, now, that in a normal situation, that is justified to be a, a minor piece in the, the local newspapers. It's not justified that that is national news and definitely not international news. It's very odd that I hear about a, a case like that, like the death of George Floyd, for days on end in Scandinavia, <laughs> when it's actually in the in the grand scheme of things, it's a trivial thing that happened. Uh, it's it's a it's a very normal, regular thing. It happens every day. So so this is an event that's created by the media, and just like you said, yes, the whole the, the Black Lives Matter trend, the chaos. The tearing down, the destroying a building, smashing windows, attacking the police. That happened in Sweden. That happened in, in England, all over Europe. So uh, that isn't just a local trend in America, of course. And yes, the violent uh, left, they are 
middle class youths often, and they are uh, they are protected by the uh, mass media establishment because many of them have parents and other relatives that work in the uh, in the uh, mass media establishment and they are the sort of second generation uh, 68 left 1968 left uh, leftist wave they are the kids uh, often of of the those leftists from that generation who are now the establishment in europe uh, Dr. Jones, uh, one of the the, the viewers uh, told me if I could ask you if you could move your microphone a little bit uh, more near to towards yourself. Okay, can you hear me better now? Um, I I could hear you uh, just fine uh, before, but obviously the, the viewers uh, uh, couldn't. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, do you have another comment on on this situation, uh, Dr. Jones? Yeah, I, I think we're talking about uh, um, forty years of bad education. No, let's 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 go back more than that. Sixty years of bad education uh, in America. I'm talking about the United States of America. Uh, Sixty in 1954 uh, was a crucial year in terms of the Supreme Court approving social engineering in the United States of America. Two decisions, Brown versus School Board, which is the education decision, which struck down segregated schools, and Berman versus Parker, which was the urban renewal uh, decision, which allowed uh, oligarchs basically to come in and tear down your city if they had a plan to uh, build it up in what they thought was better. So beginning with that, there's also something else that happened in 54. A book came out called um, Protestant Catholic Jew. Uh, by a, a, a Jewish guy who wrote for a National Review. Uh, and he talked about, in that book, he talked about the ethnic makeup of the United States being based on religion, uh, specifically a, a, a sociological theory called the triple melting pot, which says that after three generations, no matter where you come from, you uh, uh, assimilate in America as a Protestant, a Catholic, or a Jew. Okay, obviously that's the 50s. Muslims weren't part of uh, the society then, uh, so it might have to be modified. And so what you had here in 54 were basically two paradigms being established. The one was the ethnic paradigm and the other one was the racial paradigm. Now, the ethnic paradigm is in my, my, feel, my feeling is it's true. I think it's accurate. It's an accurate understanding of the way people identify. It's an accurate description of what happened uh, in the country up to that point and even after that point. But that's not the narrative that the government got behind. The government got behind the racial narrative. And at that point, they started to portray people as black and white. Okay. Now, these people did not know they were white for the most part. These are European immigrants. And when you wake up in Vilnius and look in the mirror, the first thing that pops into your mind is not that you're a white guy. You're a Lithuanian. Okay, this is this is the transformation that took place over this time. And I'm saying it's deliberate. And I'm saying what we're talking about here is identity theft. And I'm saying it is happening to this day. The racial narrative is being posed on a situation in a way that does not fit because the oligarchs know that if you uh, get people uh, to identify as white, they lose the battle immediately. 
because all white people are racist and all racist racists have no rights and you immediately win the argument. This is what happened. So if you take the, what has happened over this summer, over the summer in the United States of America, you have a wave of uh, people, a wave of incidents of tearing down statues. Okay. The crucial uh, incident from my point of view, and I wrote about this in culture wars, what, ha what happened in St. Louis In St. Louis, a group of people assemble and they say, we're going to tear down the statue of King Louis the ninth, who also happens to be a saint. Well, how does this fit into the black lives matter narrative? Was he black? Did he have slaves? Did Louis the ninth have slaves in the black slaves in France in the 13th century? Did he have a cotton plantation in Paris that we don't know about? No. No, what we're talking about here is an imposition of identity on a group of people. So who were the really people who were really upset about the statue being moved? Well, they were Catholics because he was a Catholic. He was a saint. And so what, did, what does the leader, leader of this uh, uh, movement to tear down the statue, a man by the name of Omar Lee, what does he do? He says they're white supremacists. White supremacists are gathering at the statue. Now, he knew what they were. They're praying the rosary. Do white supremacists pray the rosary? No, no. So these people, they're, they're Catholics. They're defending their identity as Catholics, and he's engaging in identity theft. So I enter the equation uh, by publishing the article on the Internet, and then Umar Lee immediately challenges me to a debate. Now, the Catholics at this point said, don't come. Don't come. We don't want you to debate this guy. We're afraid we'll be called anti-Semites because we're going to be associated with you. Okay? But I'm saying that statue is still standing. It's one of the few statues that did not get torn down in the summer. And I'm saying it's still standing because that group of people, in spite of themselves, these stupid Catholics, in spite of themselves, uh, rejected the identity theft that was being imposed on them by Umar Lee. This, I'm saying this, if you want to understand the culture wars, you have to understand this type of dynamic. This is an American thing that's being imposed on the entire world, and it goes all the way back to the social engineering that began in 1954 when the Catholic ethnics were driven out of their neighborhoods and when every single kid was forced in the public school was forced to learn the civil rights movement. Every black kid that goes to school learns two things. He learns Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, and that's all he learns. That's all he learns. So what you have is a, a, an educational system that is training these people to be revolutionaries. Put all those things together, and you see what's happening right now. It's all coming to fruition right now. Um, I, I have this... Uh, thing with the uh, ontological fine mechanics about the existence of whites and blacks uh, and i have to ask you this although there are people that consider their tribes and themselves as being eternal <laughs> uh, for example uh, i won't name them but there are people that consider their, their tribes uh, being eternal but aren't ethnicities historically contingent to and if they they are historically contingent uh then doesn't it follow uh from from 
your way of thinking that that um, ethnicities don't exist too uh, uh, and if we go further uh, isn't being uh, having a Catholic identity historically contingent too and if it is uh, doesn't it it mean considering your your criteria for for uh, for something to exist that uh, that also a Catholic identity doesn't yeah. exist. Please correct me if I if I'm yes. uh, if I'm strawmanning you. I'm, I'm going to correct you. You've obviously studied Jacques Derrida. This is the guy who you're trying to deconstruct the the, the narrative here. Okay. Let, let me let me make a distinction. I talk about the distinction I'm going to make here. Okay. Categories of the mind. Categories of reality. Donald Trump voters. People who voted for Donald Trump in 2016, is that a category of the mind or a category of reality? That is a category of reality. We can identify those people. I'm one of them. I have a name. I have an identity and so on and so forth. Hillary Clinton called this group of people a basket of deplorables. Now, is that term a category of the mind or a category of reality? That's obviously a category of the mind, not, a, not even just a general category. That's a category of Hillary Clinton's mind. And so when you're talking about I am saying that white has always been a category of the mind from its inception. It's always been weaponized in one way or the other, whether whites are superior and blacks inferior. And now we have the opposite. Whites are inferior. Blacks are superior. It's always been a category of the mind. I'm saying that ethnicity is not. Why am I saying that? Okay, because first of all, I don't want to talk about American ethnicity. It's completely exceptional. It's anomalous. I want to talk about uh, Slovenia or I want to talk about Africa, East Africa. Okay, what is the what? Is, there are 76 different ethnic groups in Tanzania. They all are black. They all look the same to me. Okay, what is the difference? It's language. And I'm saying the basis of ethnicity is language, and language is a category of reality. That is not a category of the mind, and it's not being weaponized here. This is the same situation with small nation states like Slovenia, okay? You are in the process of being colonized, okay? Migration is being weaponized in Europe in the same way that migration was weaponized in the United States of America during the 50s and 60s when you had all those black people coming up to the Catholic ethnic neighborhoods of the North. Same thing is happening right now. And the only and you are being lured into the trap of identity theft as well by identifying as white. Now, the last time we talked, uh, Tom Sunich popped up on the screen. Okay. Tom Sunich is the classic example of what I'm talking about. He's a Croat. He's a Croat because of his language. And yet he's telling me he's a white guy. Well, why are you a white guy, Tom? You're not an American. If you, if you said you were an American, I could sort of understand. I see, I see absolutely no reason for him to adopt this pseudo identity based on a situation in the United States of America. I think if, 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 it, if it spreads, Throughout Europe, you're going to have the same catastrophic effect that uh, the white boys had in Charlottesville. That's what's going to happen. I, I totally understand your, your argument, uh, but intuitively, for example, uh, if you have Slovenia is a very small country, you have two million in, inhabitants here. Uh, and intuitively, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, if you 
change them, if you interchange them, if you if you bring into Slovenia geographically, I mean, two millions of Namibians, for example, uh, and you teach them Slovene language and about Slovene culture and Slovene history, and you even even uh, bring them to identify as Slovenes, uh, does it follow from how you think about race that you still have Slovenia and, and Slovenes? No, obviously. We're talking, that's not something that happens naturally. That's a weapon. That is a weaponization of migration. And I'm not saying that, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm admitting that, that that is a weaponization and it should not happen. And you need, if, if it comes to it, you need military force to prevent that from happening. That's not assimilation. I'm saying assimilation can take place. And the main vehicle of assimilation is going to be learning the language. I've been in this situation. I was, I was in Germany. Okay. Uh, I, I was, I saw other Americans in Germany. The main criterion of whether they had successful relationships or they had a successful stay in Germany was whether they learned the language or not. If you learned the language, you were part of the, part of the game. You were in the game. And at this point, uh, obviously, there were similarities here. I'm half German. My mother, my mother is, is full-blooded German. She doesn't speak any German, though. So that means she's an American. Obviously, there are similarities. Catholicism was another similarity. I was in a Catholic region of Germany. I'm Catholic, so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to minimize any of this type of stuff. I'm just saying that the key issue is language. It's always language, and if you have a normal situation, even with Namibians going to Poland, okay, or 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 Slovenia. If you have one Namibian who shows up and he falls in love with a Polish girl and they get married and he learns Polish and they have children, after three generations, they're going to be Poles. This doesn't have it's not magic, it doesn't happen overnight. Even the American situation is based on three generations of assimilation. But the main uh, in America, the main crux of the thing is language and religion. And these are factors that are much more important than race, which doesn't exist as a category of reality. It's something that was created in America to manage labor uh, problems, to keep wages down. And now because we have the American empire, it's being extrapolated for the entire world. It's it does not going to work. Okay, thanks for the explanation. Uh, Frodi, any comment or can we um, uh, go on with our video on Proud Boys? Well, yeah, I mean, I have lots of comments. I don't know how much I should say because it's not, like I said, it's not my place to debate the issue. I, I have to say that this distinction between category of the mind and category of reality is flawed because... Uh, all categories tend to end up in uh, in both those camps. I mean, we define our own terms, and uh, if those terms end up being successful, they point to something in reality. Uh, you can make the distinction between rich and poor. Well, that is something that we have made up in our mind, but it's still a, a real thing out in reality, and we can talk about it as a factor in politics and in society. It's an important thing. Uh, when it comes to ethnicity uh, versus 
race, that is also a false distinction because uh, although ethnicity contains more than just the biological racial factor, it tends to, in a larger scope, be uh, the, the race is a larger category, is a larger group than, than it, that. So uh, ra ethnicity tends to be a, a subcategory of race. Uh, ethnicity tends to be a subcategory of races. So. Uh, we usually talk about three major races in in, in the world, you know, uh, Africans, Blacks, Asians, and and whites from from Europe. And of course, those uh, larger racial categories contain uh, smaller uh, smaller uh, subcategories that are ethnicities, and they are defined both by you know how how that those groups tend to be more related genetically but also they share a heritage ancestry history language etc so they have other factors playing a role and of course if you are in a historically normal white europe of course the ethnic category and the ethnic distinctions tend to be more relevant and of course you talk about them more and you don't need to talk very much about uh, the the larger racial distinctions because those people haven't been present in Europe in large numbers. But what the reason we talk about race today is because um, white white the white race white people are being targeted uh, as a as a race and and it doesn't matter if they live in South Africa or America or, or Australia uh, or in Europe. Uh, and that doesn't mean that that ethnicities don't matter. It means simply that no one talks about the problem of Kenya being too black, uh, that the administration of a company in Kenya, it's too many black people there, it's too little diversity. But that is obviously a problem in white countries and only in white countries. And uh, the, the, the relevance of race today as... as white people being targeted it is simply because white people are being targeted everywhere they're not just targeted in uh, countries in europe or, or or this or that country so uh, it is relevant that it's okay to attack white people uh, and and white people are not allowed to have a strong identity uh, whereas black people are they're encouraged to to have a strong uh, racial identity and and to be uh, to be very proud of that and that is the the unfairness that's going on. We have to understand that in the in the 1965, uh, the the law, the immigration laws in America were changed uh, to open up uh, immigration. And already in 2012, we passed the point where uh, white, where children born born in America are already minority white. And, uh, and another thing that happened, a major change that happened was that the Marxists, the left, they understood that the working class that they had used as a battering ram as, uh, against society, the working class didn't play along because the working class had more conservative sensibilities than they would wish. So they created other victim groups, uh, racial victim groups like blacks and sexual minorities, uh, transsexuals, homosexuals, women, they're another victim group. And so what they have created in modern society is a coalition of these victim groups to tear down uh, the, the the rulership, the leadership of of people who are white uh, and uh, heterosexual, the the traditional ruling class of white societies. Uh, so so yeah, this is a, a sort of a, a revolt against that, and that is why 
everyone is on board with black lives matter, but you're not allowed to say that white lives matter. A person flew a, a, a banner with a, an airplane over a, um, in, in England earlier this year, the saying that white lives matter, he lost his job and even his wife lost his job. And then there was a woman from India, uh, in, also in England, she said that white lives don't matter. Well, she kept her job at the University, I believe, of Cambridge, and she was even promoted. Now, this shows a discrepancy of who is allowed to defend their heritage and, and uh, you know, their identity. Uh, so, yes, I agree that it is an identity theft, but we are, uh, we, uh, we are robbed of our identity as belonging to a certain ancestry. We were not atomized individuals. We belong to, to, to a race, we belong to a nation, we belong to a, a community and a heritage and an ancestry. And we're not allowed to celebrate that. We're supposed to be ashamed of that. And, and the, the powers that be now, they want us exterminated, basically. It's a white genocide going on. Dr. Jones, another comment? Yeah, well, you just said the blacks were created. Well, I I'm did saying. no. I did not say that. I did not say that the blacks were created. Well, I said that groups, the black groups were created. No, I said that the victim, the victim identity of these quote unquote minorities, minority groups were uh, mobilized as a battering ram. I did not say that they were created as a as a group. I was. I said that the narrative of them belonging to this victim category that had to rise up against uh, white society, that narrative was created by the left when they realized that the working class didn't do its job as a revolutionary vanguard. Yeah, I, I, at this point, I'm not sure uh, whether, whether we're disagreeing here or not. I mean, you're obviously saying that- I do believe that races exist. That's where we disagree. Yeah, in the mind of the people, of the social engineers, who impose this on people? First of all, why don't you? Why is your identity white? Don't you have an identity as a Norwegian? Yes. Well, isn't that those enough? two aren't in conflict? It's a wider category. White no, is a no, wider they're, category they're, they're than Norwegian. Two, they're two different categories. No, okay? Norwegian is a subcategory of white. Well, it is just. That's, it is that's just what as you're saying. That's what no, you're saying. But I don't. I don't see that as as. For, let me ask you another question. Uh, have you been baptized? Yes, I have. But can you see that a, wait, a car wait, wait, is the subcategory? If you're baptized, you're a Christian. Okay? Is that an identity? I, I assume no. you were baptized as a Lutheran, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Now, this was the identity of the Norwegians. They were no, they wasn't. were they were Norwegian. They spoke it's a, a certain language. They had a Protestant faith. And then what I'm seeing here is that in large parts of formerly Protestant Europe, the, the church has evaporated as a, a form of identity, as giving any identity, and it's created a vacuum. And now you are taking a completely alien concept to Norway, namely racial division according to black and white, and you're imposing it on yourself. Now you're free to do this. All I'm telling you is you're going to lose. You will lose in the same yeah. way that the people lost at Charlottesville, uh, the, the the way the Catholics would have lost in St. Louis. You will lose. Do you want to no. do you want to lose or do you want to win? You're changing the topic. So this is the this no, is I'm the thing. Changing. 
Yeah, yes, it is. So, so is a is a BMW a car? Yes, it is. But it's also a BMW. That is, a car is a wider category than the BMW. A BMW is a specific instance, a specific case of the the wider concept car. Just as Norwegian is a specific case of the wider concept white race. It's it's just a wider category. There is no there is no conflict between the two categories. That's a false distinction. Uh, Alish, you're going to have to help us here. We need, we need some type of philosophical. We need some type of philosophical clarity well, here. Right I, I would, situation. I would I would make the, a distinction between ontological discussion and and um, um, discussion about how to behave in 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 the real world. For example, I can totally understand your argument, and I can hypothesize that if all the um, white people in America would say, we're not white, we're, for example, I'm Protestant, Frodi would say, I'm Protestant, or I'm a pagan, uh, or I would say, I'm a Catholic, I'm Slovene, uh, and um, some people would, Jay Dyer would say, I'm an Orthodox, right, right. Uh, and so forth. Uh, if, if we all... Uh, uh, behaved in this way, then yes, they would lose their their weapon against us. This is true. Right. <laughs> this is totally true. I, I, and there's is... something else I just like to ask Frodi. When did Norwegians become white? Well, they were always white. Well, wait. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. You mean there there was the time of uh, the the I don't know the the Middle Ages. They were Vikings at a certain point. Okay. Uh, do you mean that how how would they know they were white because they'd never seen a black person? How does they? Know you don't they have were white? to know that you're white. You don't have to know that you're white to be white. It, just as white you can die. No, 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 no. You white can die from. No, you white can die binary. from. No, you can die. You can die from cancer without knowing that it's cancer. Cancer exists uh, independently of whether you know it or not. You right. belong to a racial category. You. You you belong to the to the to 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 this human species. You don't have to know that concept. You still belong to it. You belong to to vertebrates. You don't have to know the concept vertebrate to know to know to to actually belong to the group of vertebrates. I mean, dogs did, belong did to the any... group. No, no. But listen to me. Dogs belong to the to the concept. Uh, or they, they are a part of the concept of vertebrates. They don't know that because they don't have that concept. They don't have that word. That that is not a necessary condition to actually belong to to that category. Did any. Uh, Norwegian, did Eric the Red ever refer to himself as white? I don't know. It's impossible to know. That doesn't matter for well, the discussion. That's a completely a separate question. Now, wait a minute. We can know certain things. Uh, if you look at the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, according to historical principles, you can look up the word white, and the word white, in, obviously, in referring to a group of people, came into existence at a certain period of time. And it came into existence in the early 17th century at the same time that the Virginia colony came into existence. The Virginia colony needed the term white because they had white indentured servants and they had black chattel slaves from Africa. And they had to distinguish between these two parts of the working class. That's when the term white came into existence in the English language. It did not exist 
as a racial designator before that time. I've already answered that point. And the point is that you don't need the word for the reality of the phenomenon to exist. Just like you don't need the word uh, cancer for, for, for the disease of cancer to exist. People, people die of all kinds of diseases they don't know the word for. There is a difference between reality and the word that describes that reality. And yes, we can inv invent all kinds of different words. The reality of the, of the biological phenomenon of race existed long before it became so an interesting you, so thing to saying, study. So you're saying you can be white and you, can't, and you don't know you're white? Definitely, of course you can. Uh, this is... yeah, I, I, I agree. If, if a reality, if objective reality... Well, it is can't, if, as... if you don't know it, wait a minute, if you don't know it, it cannot be your identity. Well, the identity is is uh, you. I, I'm, I'm not really sure what you mean by identity. You belong to a race as a biological concept. A a, a bird doesn't know that it is a, a bird. It doesn't yeah, have that, that word. It doesn't that. have that word. It's just a biological category. It belongs to that about, biological we're category. Talking about human beings who have I know that, that human beings are talk, also biological sailed, creatures. If I sailed to Norway in the 11th century and I said what is your identity, they would never have said white. Of course not, because that well, wasn't relevant in that context. But it can't you, be there if it's not. Your primary identity. If no. you don't know it, it cannot be your identity. <laughs> of course, you use different, you categorize yourself in different ways in different contexts. I mean, it, it's, it's like, that's like saying, if, you, if, you, uh, if I ask you a question, are you a, a man or a woman? And you say, well, I'm a man. Well, didn't you say that you're, you're a Catholic? Isn't that, you don't have only one identity, of course. It, it, the relevant category that you belong to is different in different contexts. Okay. Of course, okay. in a country where everyone is white, you you don't make the distinction because it's because taken it's for granted. It's, it's taken for identity. granted. It's not your identity. It's, it's taken for granted because everyone else is white. Of course, you 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 start discussing the topic when you encounter other people that don't fall in the category, and that then it becomes oh, this is an interesting phenomenon because we meet other races and we make the distinction. They had diff yes yes the concept of white existed in Viking age. They called black people blue men. And 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 uh, blue because blue had, is the different. They had the different to make category. contact with them before they could make the distinction. Before, before they the could, before they had a word exist. for it. Yes, it yes, exist. yes. You don't need a word for it for the biological fact to exist. I've, I've already, so for example, the category of vertebrates. A dog is a vertebrate. The, 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 a dog, dog does belong, not have an identity. A dog does not know what dog, he is. A dog, dog belongs cannot, to a biological category cannot, by virtue of its of its evolutionary ancestry, but, but, right. but by it characteristics. Never, it can never know what it is. It no, you don't have know to know. That. You don't have to know it. But I'm saying you do have to know it if it's your identity, and only human beings can have an identity. Dogs cannot. Dogs have identities imposed on them by human beings. Human beings have identity because of who they are. Any ethnic group in the world has an identity based on their language. They're generally, the primitive ethnic group will say, what is the word for your tribe? Well, it's humanity. We are human beings. And those other people on the other side of the valley, they are the, the people who eat rattlesnakes or something like that. That is primitive ethnicity. You cannot have a group of people without an identity. And to say their identity is based on something they don't know, is preposterous. It's preposterous. But it can't exist. 
but what what if uh, if you if we imagine Slovenes as being a primitive tribe, a primitive ethnicity, are they ethnicity uh, if they don't meet Croats? Sure, they are, because they speak Slovenian. Yes, but there, if there there is no different There's language, no, that's not can... that's not a binary thing here. That's not binary. Your language exists. If there were no other language in the world, you would still speak Slovenian, and that would still be the basis of your identity because that's how you look at the world. That's a category of nature. Ethnicity is a category of nature. Family is a category of nature. This other stuff, race, is a category of the mind that gets imposed for political purposes. Okay, I understand now what you're saying, but... Uh, I guess you could say that there's a, a primary identity and there, there, there's secondary identity that is historically contingent, for example. Uh, you, you, you are born into a tribe uh, and into a tribe that speaks a certain language, Absolutely. But, you, you, but your tribe has to meet other tribes in order to uh, to get this secondary identities, no, for example. No, you don't need any other tribe. There are tribes that it, you could live in an island all by yourself, and because you spoke that language, whatever it was, you would have an identity. You don't need other people to get that identity. That's why it's a category of nature. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I hope you gentlemen will will discuss this topic further when you meet in in Zagreb with with Jared, with Jared Taylor. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So am but, I. But thank you guys for this uh, discussion. Uh, um, let, let's go on with with another topic that, that that intrigued me this week. It was a it, yeah. Let's yeah. I I think we all get the point of what intrigued me. In uh, in this uh, video, I hope you all uh, got the grasp of it. Um, so Chris Cuomo, a, a journalist from CNN and brother from uh, New York uh, mayor, uh, I, I oh, believe. Governor, governor, uh, governor, you, the governor of the state of New York. Yeah, he he interviewed Ted Cruz, a, a um, an American Republican um, senator. And obviously, he tried to, to get him to denounce Proud Boys. Uh, and Proud Boys uh, were mentioned a lot these days, these weeks, when uh, supposedly, supposedly Donald Trump didn't denounce them in, in first debate. Uh, and he should have. Um, so, gentlemen, I, I'm asking you, why should should have Trump denounced proud boys and i mean i know that there are videos that show that trump did denounce uh, white supremacy uh even proud boys and so forth and so forth but the the other thing is proud boys as we will see uh, later on uh, in the video of gavin mckinnis the, the the creator of proud boys they they are not white supremacists at all but my question to you is why this hysteria? This sounds like a like like an uh, like children arguing about 
of whether you should play with that guy and not play with that guy because that guy is evil and so forth and so forth. <laughs> What's going on here? Well, um, I'll just start then. Uh, but the the thing that I that, that I think is important to bear in mind with the whole Proud Boys thing, of course, Trump did actually denounce them during the debate, but that's that's irrelevant. No. The whole the whole deal with bringing them up is is a, is a sleight of hand. It's like a magician's trick. What a magician does uh, when, when you know on stage is he he distracts you with this hand so he can make the trick with this hand, right? And what we're having in this in the country is that the left is burning the, down the country, attacking people, being extremely violent and attacking their political opponents. And and what they do, what they want to do is is you know distract everyone from that and and change the topic to talking about something completely irrelevant. They love uh, talking about the Ku Klux Klan, which hasn't existed in any relevant uh, significance for many, many decades, but they still want to ask, do you denounce the Ku Klux Klan? It's like a magician, it's like a magical shibboleth. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous thing. And of course, it's, it's all about, um, uh, it's all about changing the topic from the real problem. That's, that's the whole thing. What Trump should have said, he should have said that I resent the question. That is not the real issue at hand. The real problem now is that the Antifa and the BLM, they're burning down the country, destroying our country. That's the, that's the issue. You're trying to change the, the topic to something silly about the proud boys that barely exist and are not relevant at all. Uh, so, so, I mean, that is the one thing. It's a, it's a sleight of hand. It's, it's a trick. It's a, it's a trick of manipulation. And they, and the, the, Trump and everyone else needs to call them out on that. And the second thing that we need to keep in mind is that this only shows that the only thing that the quote unquote left, if we use that term, uh, the, the political establishment, the, the, the leftward uh, drift of, of the establishment, the only thing they have left uh, is negative legitimacy. I mean, they can no longer say that we're going to do this great thing. This is what this is the great thing we've created in society. Everyone sees that the society just collapses under those values. Uh, but but they can't say that they're creating anything actually attractive and anything good. The only thing they can say is that at least we're not as bad as those evil uh, Ku Klux Klan or the Nazis or something like that, they all, they always have to bring up the boogeyman because they have nothing positive to bring to the table. That's why they have to make these silly things and point to the Proud Boys and the Ku Klux Klan, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, well, I, I think, first of all, I saw the Gavin McGinnis uh, video uh, Gavin is trying to explain what the Proud Boys are, and it sounds to me it's like a reaction to feminism, uh, that men have no rights. That's that's his interpretation of it. But once again, we've got identity theft here. Okay, it doesn't matter what Gavin McGinnis thinks. What matters is the category that Chris Cuomo can impose on Proud Boys. Okay, and he imposes the racial narrative on Proud Boys in the same way that Umar Lee tried to impose the racial narrative on the Catholics at the Statue of St. Louis. That's what's going on here. It's it's a category that as soon as it gets imposed, uh, uh, you lose. And it's even better if you will identify with the categories of your oppressors. That's even better. Uh, and there are people who actually do that. 
Okay, so what's going on here is that uh, Chris uh, is trying to put Cruz in a bind. Okay, either you can if you condemn the Proud Boys. Okay, that means you just lost some supporters. They're not going to vote for you. Or if you don't condemn them, well, then we got you because you're a racist and you're supporting this racist group that you should not be supporting. That's what's going on here. It's a game. It's a game, but the center of the game is, as I said before, identity theft. They, If they are, succeed in imposing their identity on you, you lose. And if you impose it on yourself, you really lose. Okay? And that's what's going on here. It's I, I, I've said this before, but uh, I was at a biker rally in Sturgis. Uh, doing an article on motorcycles or something like that. And the story uh, didn't happen when I was there, but the story is someone yelled, hey, asshole, at the biker rally. And everybody turned around. Well, do you turn around when they yell, hey, asshole? That's what's going on here. You have you have a group of people who are adopting, they're internalizing the commands of their oppressors and they're giving themselves an identity which means that they will lose. That's the whole game that's going on here. Uh, Dr. Jones, do you think if, if Donald Trump made this, uh, this uh, semi-genius move and when, when he was asked to denounce uh, Proud Boys and white supremacists and white what, whatsoever, uh, if he'd say something like, why would I have to denounce them? Uh, and then an, uh, an interviewer would say, Yeah, well, because uh, you're white or something, and, and Donald Trump would say, <laughs> "I'm not white. Uh, I'm I'm semi-German. I'm uh, I'm Protestant. Yeah, I'm German Presbyterian. My wife is a Slovene Catholic. Slovenian. Yeah, Slovenian <laughs> yeah, Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> this would I do believe this this would. Uh, um, shock the interviewer and he w wouldn't have anything uh, left to say but what would the, the impact be on on, on American people uh, the, in, the impact would be what happened in St. Louis we won in St. Louis because we defeated their attempt at identity theft that's the impact that why do you why do you, why do we know about the proud boys Well, because they've been appointed by the media to be the bad boys and everybody's supposed to 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 hate. We're all supposed to hate them. Uh, I, I hate to you know draw attention to myself, but uh, I'm never I'm never asked uh, by CBS to talk uh, to defend a group. I was called. I've been denounced by the SPLC as head of a hate group. I'm not head of a group. I'm a publisher. I'm a writer. Okay. I reject the identity theft and they know it and they're not going to touch me with a 10 foot pole. The same thing is happening here now. The same thing happened in St. Louis. We have to explain what's going on. We have to explain to this identity theft and we have to have the people stand up and say, I'm not going to participate in my own destruction. I'm not going to allow you to impose these labels on me. Frodi, any comment? Yeah, I mean, it, it's many things to say, obviously. The Proud Boys, that's, that's a phenomenon of, of a society in complete destruction and 
nihilism. They need some sort of substitute for a menderbund, some sort of uh, substitute for something masculine in their lives. So they have this joke of uh, of of a group that that is. I don't know. They don't really know themselves. It seems what they believe in, but they they obviously reject that they're they're white. They're, that's they're aggressively uh, race mixed, <laughs> as uh, as someone put it. They they're very <laughs> aggressive with this point that no 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 we're we're very race mixed. The whole point is that that um, I don't like the, the the distinction between left and right, but for lack of better word, the problem is that that why that that the right in America and in everywhere else is is so weak, it's so defensive, and and you can see that in the in the discussion between Cruz and and the the uh, what's his name Cuomo uh, that that he is so defensive, he's so cowardly, he's so weak. He should just call him call call him out on the bullshit. He should he should call his bluff. Uh, the the interviewer's bluff, but but of course he he doesn't because that's you know it's, it's the, that's the idea of the conservative I guess. Uh, but but yeah, the people need to to stand up for themselves and the the the, the conservative movement, the the mainstream conservative movement, is completely useless because it doesn't believe in anything. It's just afraid. It's just afraid, and it just wants to back down slowly from the the. The leftist avalanche destroying the country—they're—they're—they're they're, they're afraid to stand up for anything. Uh, so I don't know. It's—it's it's a pathetic thing, and it just shows that—that that it's the whole mainstream politics thing is—is is pointless. It's useless. We need a, uh, a a deeper kind of philosophical discussion. We need people who actually believe in something who have um, who have what it takes to create a sort of paradigm shift in the social debate and the political debate and we need to to uh, assert our own that's uh, definitely i mean that that's uh, that's something that i agree with we need to assert people need to assert what they believe and not deny that i don't believe in this i don't believe in that and i'm uh, you know be defensive we have to assert what we believe in of course i believe in different things than than mr jones does but uh, th this is the the problem on the right the mainstream right is that they are cowards they're useless cowards all of them and they don't and obviously they do you know they don't most of them don't want to be in the in this kind of society, but they they're afraid to say anything meaningful about it. So um, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think there's a lot of substance there to be to to, to be discussed. You you can see with with conservatives like Ted Cruz uh, that they they just want to be on CNN. Yeah, it's more it's more important to them to be on CNN than to stand for something. Uh, yes. Ted, Cru Ted Cruz, for example, he was a symbol. He, he still is a symbol of every single libertarian in Slovenia and in America who doesn't have a clue about anything, who doesn't have any identity. Uh, That's the point. That's the uh, point. He doesn't have an identity. He doesn't have an identity. He's trying to use conservatism as his identity. That's not an identity. That's a political party. That's an ideology. That's not your identity. And just because he doesn't have an identity, he can't defend himself. So what are you, Ted? Are you a Cuban? Were you baptized, Ted? Is that your religion? Were you baptized as a Catholic? Uh, are you, are, you're a second-generation Cuban. Okay, the second generation is always the weakest generation in America. 
Okay, the first generation speaks the language. They know where they came from. The third generation has forgotten the language. They're fully American. And the guy in the middle is the second generation. And that's Ted Cruz. He's got no identity. That's the problem. Um, let's let's go on uh, with the with the Q and A. Uh, maybe uh, maybe our audience can 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 ask uh, you a couple of things. Okay, a question to. Doctor, I just doctor. I just want to say that I have to go in a little moment, but yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, no problem. Um, so, a question for Doctor Jones: uh, How can you explain the thousands of biological differences in race, such as IQ, or that I can do a DNA test and it says I'm hundred percent European of Scots Irish ethnicity? IQ is not biological. There's nothing biological about IQ. You want to talk about uh, that your the shape of your nose, the color of your skin, the kind of hair you have. That's biological and it's meaningless. Okay, let's let's take an, uh, an instance, uh, a, a category of reality. You're either right-handed or you're left-handed. That is a category of reality. No one's making that up. No one's imposing it on you. The only problem is it's completely meaningless. It can't be instrumentalized. It, maybe it could at a certain point or other. Maybe there will be a pogrom against left-handed people. I mean, the Italians call the, say, uh, sinistra, which is related to sinister. You could do it, but it hasn't happened. So what you're talking about is not biology. You're talking about IQ tests. That's not biology. <laughs> uh, be before you, you, you have a comment on this, Frodi, it's an important question for you. Um, uh, our viewer asks uh, whether the Faroe Islands should return to Norway or not. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that really matters at this point. Uh, no, I kind of, I kind of like Denmark. I kind of like Denmark, so I think it's it's good to be a part of the Danish kingdom. <laughs> Okay. Do do you have a comment on the what was the question asked to Doctor Jones? Oh yeah. I mean the, the, that that's that's just a, a false claim. Um, the there there are there are many many endless studies that that show that there's a huge genetic component in IQ intelligence. There are twin studies uh, where where twins are um, separated at birth, genetic twins uh, separated at birth and grow up in different environments and they still end up with very very similar mental traits. There's a huge huge genetic component in mental traits like intelligence and other mental traits as well. So so that that's I mean yeah, it's just false to claim that that isn't a, a thing that now, is biological. Now, now we're into a, uh, 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 what should be a whole program all by itself, which is about IQ test and the selectivity, how you can select out certain parameters and make the test say what you want it to say. If you, if you separate like a, a black children raised in Germany, okay, uh, will uh, be German. Well, they the, the, the they problem be German because they learned their language from their mother. They will have the 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 intelligence characteristics of their mother, and they will not fit into the categories that used uh, get used to racialize IQ tests. 
The, the, I mean, the, the whole point is that they've tried now for, for decades and decades when the uh, when when the sort of uh, ideological orthodoxy in, in these sciences is that races are supposed to be uh, equal in mental abilities, but they've never been able to produce that. So if you if you mention that you you create a test that is devised to prove something, well then they've failed because they want to prove that races are equal. That is what you're supposed to believe in academia today, uh, whereas all the tests prove the opposite that the races are not equal in mental abilities and the whole point the, the main job of social sciences today is to to sort of uh, invent arguments for why their predictions never work why they're always wrong about these tests because the tests and reality shows the opposite of what they want they wanted to show equality uh, reality shows inequality and there's a huge huge biological genetic component uh, in, in causing that and there's also a cultural component, right? Yeah, no one, no one has ever denied that there is also a, a cultural uh, well, component. You if you if you take you uh, Mozart and let let him have the same upbringing as Kaspar Hauser, he wouldn't be a genius. But but at the if, same if time, Mozart, you can't take any person and give him the the upbringing of Mozart, and he still wouldn't be a musical genius. There is a, a large uh, biological component, and there's also an environmental component. But but if you have a society with where where people give are given largely similar uh, environmental chances, then the biological factors will be more uh, prominent, and the differences will disappear. No, <laughs> no. Well, That's why all these uh, equality how policies. We, can, we cannot adjudicate this <laughs> unless we have actual studies at hand. We and have I, studies. No, no, no. We wait, have no, studies. Now, wait, no, wait a minute. You say we have studies. I yes. say we have studies, but we don't have studies in front of us. The paper that I was going to give, I don't have it here, okay, but I have lots of footnotes about people who talk about the proving the exact opposite. We cannot discuss this because we, we can't get any farther because you say the tests show one thing and I say the tests show something else. Well, oh, oh, we've reached an impasse here. No, we haven't, because for decades uh, there has been an active policy of artificially boosting uh, black performance, for example, in America, that has been fruitless. They're still underperforming. At the same time, uh, uh, Asians that started out as poor as blacks in America now they uh, outperform whites in these the uh, uh, both in both in in scientific achievement and in uh, they, they are below whites in, in in criminality. The category black is meaningless. Are you talking about the the, the gang bangers on the south side of Chicago? Are you talking about Julius Nerera? It's a meaningless category. The meaningful category here in terms of... Well, if it's a meaningless category, you can't know that they're equal because then then, then it's just a meaningless uh, assertion to say that they're equal I in mental said, ability. I never said people were equal. I never said you said that there equal. isn't a, a difference. You can't know that if, 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 if the category doesn't if, exist. If you break the category down, you get different results. And the main, the main criterion for success in these in school academic success is having a two-parent family it's not racial it's two-parent families this was proven by the moynihan report what you've done here is you've got you've got jewish cultural influence basically destroying the black 
ethnic group, the black family, through things like rap music, for all the music, the culture that they impose upon them. And then you're saying that what is really cultural is racial. It's not true. Well, that's what the the twin studies, adoption studies um, now, now show we go very clearly, very clearly. We, we can't adjudicate that here. The uh, Minnesota twin studies. Minnesota twin studies, maybe some. Look, you're going to have to show me. A how can I talk about twin studies? I don't know whether it's legitimate well, or not. Twin well, studies. you, may, you, may, you made the statement like this. You maybe made the statement. They, there, are, there are twin studies and there are twin studies. And yes, but you've made prove? a categorical statement. So, me, so why what, don't what category? It's very easy to just read the study. The category is basically when you talk about blacks as a homogeneous group. That's it. That's not true. They're not a homogeneous group. No one I've says that they mentioned. are. No well, one then, says that they are. Then the, the test results will differ according to their family circumstances within that group. That's my assertion. If, that's been proven in tests. That is that has been shown in tests. If you if you do thousands and thousands and thousands of tests and they all show no, average no, differences no, and they an all argument. show the same average differences although the people creating the tests want them to show equality then i mean there's there's really no no way around it and you also see the actual physical outcomes in reality in the civilizations that the different po different populations have, create have you, ever, have you ever been to the south side of chicago no, I've never been there. I've been there many times. Okay. Yes. I, I kind of understand the South side of Chicago and it's right. not race. I'm telling you, it's not race. Right. All right we, we, this is an impasse that cannot be resolved at this point because you're appealing to tests that I don't know. I can't adjudicate. I can't evaluate. Right. Well, yeah, uh, I'm, all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I propose you you get into this debate in in uh, when you will be live in uh, in, uh, in Zagreb, for example, or on some other occasion. Uh, uh, another question: we, I, I put the put down uh, into the comment section uh, the link to the Minnesota Twins uh, um, uh, study, and you, know, you can both. Uh, uh, I'll read it uh, later on, but an another question from from a viewer. Uh, ask Dr. Jones why he thinks that national identities like Germans that were artificially created in 19th century by liberals are more real of identity than white race. German identity was not created in the 19th century. The German nation came into being in 1871 as a result of Prussia conquering uh, Bavaria and, and Austria. Okay, that's not German identity. The German identity goes all the way back to the time of Rome. Okay, the Romans were fighting the Germans. The Teut uh, Arminius or Hermann, the German, uh, who conquered Varro and his legions on the uh, the pagan side, the German side of the Rhine uh, in the Battle of Teutoburger Wald had a German identity. That was clearly a German identity. All you have to do is read Tacitus to know that they well, had a German identity. This is, but to, both sides were pagan. It doesn't matter. One side, <laughs> yes, one side, it, well, wait, wait a minute. That's centuries one, before Rome one, became Christians. One side spoke Latin. The other side spoke German. 
These are two two different groups, okay? But the Germans had an identity at that point. They didn't have a nation. They didn't have a nation until 1871. All that shows is you don't need a nation to have an identity. Okay. Um, let's see if we have another question from the viewer. Uh, there are so many. Uh, Dr. Jones, do you have thoughts on on Armenia-Azerbaijan conflict? Is it a part of the COVID scheme, or, or uh, do you do didn't you um, have a, or, or do you don't you have a, a lot of uh, a lot yes, to say I about? Yes, I do. I just wrote an article on it. Uh, the it's basically Turkish imperialism. It's Erdogan being thwarted in Libya, being thwarted in Greece on the West, and still wanting to pursue this this dream of a, a neo-Ottoman empire by uh, pro, by uh, prompt, prompting Azerbaijan to attack Armenia. It also goes back to the ancestral uh, conflict that happened in 1915, which is the Armenian genocide when the Turks basically used the Kurds and other ethnic groups to uh, try to exterminate the, the, uh, the Armenians. That's a long, complicated story, and I've written about it in depth. It, it'll be out in the new edition of uh, The Jewish Revolutionary Spirit. Why is it in that book? Because both now and in 1915, you cannot understand what is going on unless you take into account the Jewish Revolutionary Spirit. So what's not being talked about today is the fact that Azerbaijan is using Israeli weapons. The Israelis are involved in this thing. They are supporting uh, Turkish imperialism against the only Christian enclave in Southwest Asia. That's what's going on here. Similarly, you cannot understand the Armenian genocide unless you understand the role that uh, revolutionary groups like Nadia Volia had in creating both the Young Turks on the one side and the Hunchaks and the Dashnaks uh, among the Armenians. It is inexplicable without this, this paradigm, without this key to understanding it. Dear gentlemen, uh, we're past uh, hour and 15 of our, of our live stream. Uh, do you have anything to say at the end for our viewers? Um, about our, our live stream, Frody. Well, uh, I just want to thank you for inviting me and I want to thank uh, Dr. Jones, of course. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation a lot and um, I hope we can talk again and I hope we can uh, <laughs> we can be over with this uh, this COVID thing and this, this silly situation that we're all in. I hope it's over soon so we can actually meet in, in, uh, in person uh, because it's it's I really dislike the sort of online presence replacing the, the real life interaction between people. And I really want to get back to normal again. So I re I'm really looking forward to actually organizing the debate between Dr. Jones and uh, Jared Taylor in Zagreb. Uh, and I hope we can all meet soon. And I, and I want to thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, thank you. I, for I, I'd like as well to thank Alish for making this debate uh, possible. This is what has to happen. This is precisely what is trying to, this is why there are certain groups of people who are trying to shut down the internet because they don't want this type of discussion to take place. 
The, yes. fund, the fundamental fact of who we are is logos. Okay, we are rational creatures, and as rational creatures, we have the ability to entertain ideas and talk about them. If you shut this down, you are going to create violence. I do not want violence. I do not want Antifa shooting people on the street. I want to expose them for what they're really doing. And I'm going to thank Frody for taking part in this debate and thank Alish uh, for making it possible. Thank you, gentlemen, and thanks all, uh, to all the viewers and, and, and uh, the ones that uh, that took questions and, and commented on, on our live stream. I hope, gentlemen, we can meet again soon. Um, have a nice day in America and evening in Scandinavia, and um, all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.